0: So this is Adulting with Rebecca Adams. Hello and welcome to series two of So This Is Adulting. I'm continuing my quest to become a fully rounded adult today with the help of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills star Brandy, who will talk to me about paying your dues. Before I chat to her, let me tell you a story. For some reason, drama seems to follow me. This is probably because I care too much about people and how they feel. I've had quite a few handful of drama experiences in my time. Majority of it wasn't even my fault. If I wrote about all of them, it would be as long as the Harry Potter book series. So for your sanity, I will stick with one story and one that hurt me the most. As I've mentioned before, I had a bad experience with my old group of best friends. There were three of them and they all ganged up on me when I moved to Canberra for work. Again, Canberra is the capital territory of Australia. (laughs) This caused weeks of drama that really impacted my life mentally and physically. Being friends with them was fun and we did have a good time, but I was always on the edge and feeling like I was constantly being judged. But because they were all my friends and I don't like confrontation, I never said anything to them. Whilst being friends with all three of them, I was involved in a lot of their drama and was constantly being brought down by them. That's why when I moved to Canberra and they started to turn on me, I was in complete shock every single day there was a new piece of drama made by them from accusations made against me ignoring my calls or messages to then calling me names and then posting stuff about me on social media which for all you young kids out there would know that this is an unforgivable act It was truly terrible and I do not wish this upon my worst enemy to go through what I did with them. Eventually, all of this drama led to our mutual friends completely stop talking to me for literally no reason. Sometimes being confident and loud can make people use that as an excuse to make you look like a bitch. And I'm sorry to pull the girl card out there, but for women especially. It wasn't until my grandfather passed away and the new friends I'd made in Canberra were there for me that it really opened my eyes to what a real friendship is. The friends that I made did things for me my friends of five years would never have done, and not because they had to, but because they wanted to. I eventually stopped making contact with these three best friends of mine. It was hard at first, but it needed to be done. As soon as I cut them out of my life, I ended up feeling better, different, and a calmer person purely because there was no more drama or hassle in my life. I'm not going to lie, because of this incident, I do have trust issues and I am very careful about who I let in my life, but don't do what I did and leave toxic people in your life no matter how close you are to them. I was always there for them and then got nothing in return. No matter the drama, you are in control of the outcome. As the Clash one said, should I stay or should I go? If you are not happy, then go. Life is too short for unnecessary drama. So this is Adulting. To help me understand how to fight adversity, I'm joined by the real housewives of Beverly Hills star, Brandy Glanville. Is it Glanville? I'm the worst at pronouncing words. I'm the same. Um, yes, it's Glanville. Okay, well, how are you? Well, thanks for coming on. Yeah, no, I'm
1: good. I, I feel like anything to do with England, I love it. I don't know why. I like your accent. I like
0: London. I'm just like, okay. You were on Celebrity Big Brother in the UK. How did you find that? It was great. I had a great time. Like I love the
1: banter. I love like, just being sarcastic. So it was easy for me, but other the other Americans on it didn't really get the humor. And I was trying to, they weren't being mean, they were just being funny.
0: Exactly. See, I'm Australian and then I get the Brits humor, but yeah. Ian, I can just imagine like my American friends, I like, don't really get the dry sense of humor, but I can tell that yeah, you definitely have a great sense of humor. But how has the past year been for you? Because obviously, I don't know if you've heard, we've been in a COVID, it's called coronavirus, <laughs> but how's the, the past year been for you? What are you up to? Um, you know, it's been really hard. Honestly, I
1: have a ton of anxiety. I had a lot of depression. I couldn't get out of bed for a little while, like for a week in the beginning. And I was really um, so stressed out. Like I couldn't, I didn't leave the house without like gloves, masks, like earplugs, like my eyes were covered. I'm a nervous Nelly, really. But I mean it's it was it's so scary and um you know I gained like twenty pounds and <laughs> I, I, I was like I always just ate whatever I wanted but going from the bed to the couch, that's all I was doing. And yeah. I still and it sucks because it's not coming off. I'm yeah. like, what are you so you I look I
0: great, stop it. Andrew. No, you look great, sucks, honestly. Everyone's <laughs> I was, I was like, What happened to your face?
1: I'm like, I got fat. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> It yeah, happens.
0: It's, it's called coronavirus. Okay, like it's fine. My dad told me I put on weight because I visited her over Christmas. He's like, "You put on weight." I'm like, "Thanks, Dad. I love you." Like it's fine. <laughs> I do. He's like, oh, <laughs> really? "You look
1: healthy." I'm like, "What the fuck does that mean?" Healthy. I'm like, "Whatever, dude." So he has to say something. Or you are very, very thin. Is everything okay? I'm like, there always, just, there's never just a normal.
0: It's like too thin or fat. Healthy. It's healthy. Exactly. Well, I want to know straight off the bat, like who Brandy is, I guess. Like is the Brandy that we see on TV, is that the Brandy in real life? Because I think you're amazing. I love what you do. I love everything that you stand for. I think you're honest and I think a lot of other people should be like that. But I want to know, is that the real you? Like who's the real Brandy?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, hundred percent. So i am who i am on tv obviously but you see highlights of me you don't see me as a mom you don't see me in my normal every day you see me at parties drinking wine you know like yeah, just yeah. fun it's like your time to have fun and i love to have fun <laughs> um that's why a lot of my friends here are aussies because there's no judgment and we party like rock stars and it's yeah. great Say nobody says anything um, <laughs> but you know uh, there is that crazy side to me, but I'm also, like, such a nurturer and a caretaker. And, I like, I have to have a purpose and have someone to take care of. Like, that's when it was really hard for me in the pandemic because the kids would go to their dads.
0: And yeah. I was
1: just, I was like, okay, this is, life is just passing me by. And it was so dark. I had a really hard time.
0: Yeah, no, I can imagine. Lockdown definitely did put a lot of people, even myself, like living in another country away from my family, it definitely did put a lot of thing in everyone's, but um, hopefully it will be over soon. I guess that's what we just need to tell people. Like it's not, it's just temporary, you know what I mean? But um, I guess you've been faced with a lot of adversity, I guess, in your life from who you are today, like a TV star, as well as a best-selling author. I just want to say that. What's been the motivation behind your success?
1: Honestly, my divorce really broke me in so many ways. I was so codependent with my ex-husband and I loved my little family. And I went from, you know, being a model living in Europe to being with Eddie. Like there was, I didn't really, once I was with Eddie, I was 23 and that was it. 13 years later, you know, we were together. So I feel like I never really got to find out who I was because modeling fell into my lap because I'm told I was, I was skinny and so I said, sure, I'll do it, you know, whatever. But it's not something I wanted to do. It was just fell into my lap. And then I met Eddie when I came to LA and then that was it. So I never really grew up. I went from, you know, doing just being like what everyone wanted me to be and not knowing who I was. So when I got a divorce, I was forced to figure out who the fuck I was. And I had I had two, and two kids to take care of. And... It was just—it was eye-opening. I'm like, guess what? I have to pay the rent. Guess what? I have to fucking hustle. Like, what am I going to do? And I always loved writing. And then, like, through my big mouth and fighting back with my ex-husband, housewives love that because I saw all the tabloids and they're like, "We got to get this girl on this show." <laughs> they just all again fell into my lap. I feel like. I have so many friends that want to be on TV and I never wanted to be. And they're like hating me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It just happened. Yeah. Um, but I had, like I had to, I had to do everything that I could do to take care of my kids. And that, and that exactly. it wasn't pretty. I'll tell you, like I sold stories to tabloids. I did whatever I could to pay the rent.
0: Yeah. And I feel like, especially when you face a lot of hard times, obviously I can't compare because obviously I haven't been divorced. I have I have lost a, like a lost a mother before. Um, she passed away when I was 16 and you kind of just have to deal with it. You know what I mean? you no one tells you how to deal with the divorce. No one tells you how to deal with it. But when was, what, what would you say was your, um, I guess, rocking point when you were like, look, there's a problem here. I need a solver. I've got kids because as I said, from an outside perspective, you've done an amazing job. Honestly, seeing my dad raise me and my brother and seeing you raise your kids. It's I take my hats off to you and I'm not honestly to God, I'm not just saying that, but how did you like deal with all of that facing struggles? Cause a lot of adults, they go through a lot of struggles and then no one knows how to deal with it. And you feel you're so alone, but how did you deal with it? Was there people next to you giving you advice or how was that?
1: You know, I dealt with it with a lot of Chardonnay. <laughs> it, that happened. Um, yeah, no, I like I dealt with it by speaking up. Like, I wasn't going to sweep it under the rug. Yes, was I embarrassed that this happened to me? Absolutely. But I'm not going to let them choose the narrative. Like, oh, she was a bad wife. She, like, it was a rocky marriage. No, we had great sex. It was a great marriage. He's just a cheater. So I felt the need to speak up for everyone that is embarrassed. And that's when... I got all of these like DM or like on Twitter all of these DMs because we didn't have Instagram back then or like two thousand nine or I didn't. Um, and all of these women are like, "Oh my god, you!" I had the same exact thing happen, and it was like this really beautiful. Like I was like the person speaking for everyone, you know. And it really felt good, and it felt like I had to do it. It was important to do, and it like I couldn't keep that all of that anger inside. You have to let it out, and unfortunately
0: publicly yeah, but but I, I, yeah, I know I was just going to say that I can't imagine going through something so serious in the public eye. Honestly, I get I I'm a very very private person and was that was that difficult for you to deal with something a struggle so public cuz you have people's opinions that don't even know you don't know your kids don't know your family don't know the real story because i'm not sure if it was the right real story or not like how was that for you and how'd you learn to deal with that you know it was really hard because there were a lot of stories around
1: that like made me look like the bad guy and at school everyone was whispering and i realized like i needed to get the fuck out of calabasas like i can't be here when i go to the nail salon everyone's like whispering about it you no, know, it's like, oh yeah, her husband left her. You know, like people were some people were getting off on this gossip and meanwhile it's ruining my life. And so I got the kids, I found a really cute house and we moved in and it was so much better because I was moved to Encino, it's not that far, but I didn't know anyone and it was just I was free, you know, like I didn't have to worry about like everyone whispering down my back and you know i i'm a fighter so when like the like the petty moms are whispering behind my back like i wore short shorts and no bra and i was just like yes. yes. i love that that's something i would
0: do as well if yeah. someone They're talking to me anyway that i'm wearing this to school yeah
1: <laughs> there,
0: was a, <laughs> there was a guy in high school that would always say to me my best friend at the time like oh, are you girls lesbians or something so what would you do we would walk in the corridor holding hands i, mean, I don't care yes. You know, what no. I mean, that's what you need to do, like have a good attitude about it. How's your relationship now? Because obviously I did see that you are civil, which is obviously very, very good. Are you guys civil now, at least?
1: Yeah, no, we're good. Honestly, they have been my pod during the COVID, you know, situation, because I wasn't seeing anyone until just recently. And my friends were doing like a once a week dinner really early. Um, but I, you know, I saw them on the birthdays for the kids on Mother's Day on what Easter, whatever. Yeah. And it's fine. Like we get along really well. Of course there's going to be hiccups. Like the other day we had a hiccup. I had a hiccup with my ex-husband, but like we're raising these kids together for the rest of our lives. I'm not going to hold back. I mean, I'm not trying to fight. It was just something that was wrong that I needed to say.
0: No, exactly.
1: Yeah. But you know, I feel like I've just grown a lot in the past 10 years and I am a totally different person than I was in 2009 um, I'm stronger. Like I don't let the small shit bug me. You sometimes you just have a bad day, and there's people chime in going, "You're fat. You're ugly. You have too much plastic surgery." And I and it does get to you. But I'm just like, okay. Most of the time, I'm like, fuck off.
0: How did you learn to deal with that? Because obviously, a lot of adults are listening right now, and if they're getting any sort of abuse from any sort of thing, how like what advice could you give anyone that might be going through a struggle and having? People constantly having an opinion. Is it literally telling them to fuck off or is it just writing in a journal? I love writing in a journal with everything that I do. Affirmations. What's your go-to thing? And I also love therapy. I love therapy as well. Yeah, I, have a, I have
1: a therapist. I love him. He looks like Albert Einstein. Um, but no, I think like, it used to affect me. I've been going through this for a decade, really. It's like that everyone commenting and then I realized like why the fuck do I care about strangers who obviously everyone's home right now sit on their couch with nothing to do and depressed and anxiety there's like a ton of anxiety so there's a lot of hate right now especially in COVID the worst that I've ever seen and I was like just to my son he's gonna be 18 I said do you want to do my Instagram for me but I just stopped looking at it and then he like he deletes the mean ones he's like man people are mean mom I'm like just don't even like, so you could say fuck off if you want, but I don't want answer answering questions for me because I just say you can say fuck off and say fuck off. And that's it. No. So, you know, you just, I think you get to a point where it's just like everything that can be said about me has been said about me. There's a lot of crazy ass pictures on the internet. Yes, I was sloppy. I was a mess, but you got to own it. Like I have fun. Like that's my life. I have fun, but I still pay the bills, run my company, do everything and, you know, work and have to do it all. And now I have a son going to college and another one going into high school. And it's just, it's great, but it's a lot on my shoulders and people, I don't think they get it.
0: Yeah. Would you say work is kind of a therapy for you? I know for myself, I love to work to keep myself busy. Cause when I came back to London recently, I was actually telling a friend this not long ago. I'm like, I'm not used to being alone. Like I live by myself and work is getting me going. It, do, would you say work is your kind of therapy?
1: Absolutely. If I'm not busy, like I during COVID, I got, I'm getting my real estate license because I had to have something to do. So oh, I went out and courses. I have to take my test still, but I'm done with yeah. the courses. You just have to be busy or it's like an inside job and I lose mm-hmm. my mind and like have
0: a panic attack. And people are like, why are
1: you like, why are you panicking?
0: I'm like, I don't know if I knew I you. Yeah. Anxiety sucks. Anxiety sucks. I got anxiety as well. I like to say experiencing anxiety because you never want to say you have anxiety. What do you mean? You you have to say you experience it. Yeah. So I meditate. And one of the people that say it, they're like, you are not the an-. This is what she says. You are not the anxiety. Just like how it rains. You are not the rain. You're just experiencing anxiety. And for me, as an mm-hmm. adult, Hearing that I am not anxious, like when I'm not anxious, I'm like, you know what, well, that's true. I'm not anxious. I'm just experiencing anxiety. It could be all bullshit, but that's just what makes me um feel better. It yeah, works really for you. I always say,
1: I have to say it out loud. Put it out in the universe. Hundred percent. Focus, focus. Change my focus. Like if I start to go down a dark road, I'm like, okay. And my friend Mark and I, we we like, we'll call each other and be like, he's, you know, he's like, it's okay. Let's talk about something we love, and then we just talk shit about people on TV. And that's I love that, yeah. Really like, no one can ever hear it because I will be like canceled. <laughs> yeah, God, cancel culture. Don't even get me started. Oh, I can't leave my house. I'm like, I'm starting a new project. And then, like, can I be an executive producer in case I say something really fucked up? And that's happening. Because <laughs> it's me. Like, there are so many things that I would never have thought about. Like, I, I like to wear braids in my hair. I never knew that was wrong. I mean, I was like, You know, there's so, it's like so sensitive at the moment that I'm afraid to speak. I'm afraid for my kids to speak. I'm like, you can't say that. You can't say this. You can't say this. It's just.
0: Well, we are living in a world of cancel culture and it is scary, especially for the younger generation, like your kids growing up in the so, such a social media world. Like I'm 28 and there was only like MySpace, you remember MySpace MSN days. And now I see all these girls on social media and guys and it, it is scary. Cancel culture. It's a, it's a thing. And I'm like, why would you want to cancel someone? Why? I mean, I just think that people are, they make mistakes. And
1: I mean, at this point, you can't do or say anything. You know, I can't wear my braids. I can't. Uh, I just, I saw something this morning that, you know, Kendall Jenner's getting canceled for her tequila ad and because she had braids on and like Mexican gear. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, really? So I don't know. Why are we not, I, I'm very confused and I'm going to have a very like long talk with my son because we are confused. And my friend, um, is he's, he's trans, transitioning into a woman. And so we're having a hard time with pronouns, uh, my son and I, because we've known him for like eight years. And it's like, what can we say? What can't we say? And it's just so everything is like you have to tiptoe. And so I need to just figure it all out because I'm going to say something.
0: Yeah, you have to like watch a lot of what you say now, especially with the Australian humour. You know, like um, we're very sarcastic and um, we do make a lot of jokes. And I didn't even really even know what racism was until I moved to the UK. And like my black friends were like, we still receive racism. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Like people uh, be- like hate you because of the colour of your skin. They're like, yeah, I'm like what and it makes it so sad like don't even get me sad it's so sad but i know what you mean you have to like constantly think now maybe we do need to think a bit more but maybe it's about raising people but people like you and i that are obviously not transphobic or um, racist we just like we just need to like guess, educate i think it's all just about educating you know what i mean and that's we've done our part
1: in a society that we like
0: unfortunately there was racism and we
1: were brought up in it not to recognize it a lot of times like you know, my friend is um, he's African American, and he's like, this has been going on forever. He's like, you're just now seeing it because I was like, why is it worse than it's ever been? Because I see like every day there's a cop shooting someone, and he's like, Brandy, it's always been this way. You you just they never showed it before, and it was really really eye opening for me because I was like, wow, that is that's insane, and. I talked to him a lot about just we, like he's one of my best friends and he is like really close with my boys. He used to work for us and he lived with us for a little while. And so we talk and he's like, we had an actual podcast for a while called black and white conversations, but it do well. But <laughs> <laughs> so we
0: like super listen bad. to and it and now. If anyone's I listening, listen it. to that podcast. Now, if you're listening, <laughs>
1: yeah, Black and White Conversations because I was like,
0: what can I say? What can I say? You know, it was, it's important because,
1: you know, I had my other girlfriend who's African-American, like we just wanted to have a, open the conversation of what's right, what's wrong. But I feel like now I'm so worried about what the things I say, I should just call it filtered.
0: Just call it filtered. Just call it filtered. Just take the out, cross the out, and it'll be fine. Well, talking about being um, unfiltered, you strike me as someone who does honestly stay true to themselves, which I love and to what they believe in. You obviously would say that's right. And is that how yeah. you've always been, or is there a tipping point? You're like, you know what? Screw everyone. I just want to be true to myself.
1: No, I've always been this way. My mom said the best thing about me and the worst thing about me is that I'm always too honest. Like she's always like, you just have to know when not to be honest. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm a middle child. I have to act out to get attention in the first place. And if you the, <laughs> the truth, I mean, if you if you ask a question, you're getting the truth. So my mom was like, that's great most of the time, but you have to know when to censor yourself, and I don't. And if I hold something in, I get, I experience anxiety because I have to just say it so that I can go to bed at night or my head just starts running. My brain won't stop.
0: Well, you know what annoys me is that sometimes when a girl says an opinion, we come across as a bitch, but if a guy does it, it's okay. Do you think that that's the case or am I just really dramatic?
1: (laughs) No, I mean, I think, I think there's a, men get away with the fuck them all. I'll just say that. I really feel like I speak my mind and they're like, whoa, I, they don't know how to handle a woman that can like keep up with them. Yeah. And it's, I, I like to do it. I like, it makes me happy to just kind of like stick with them and be like, nope, you can't say that. You don't do this. Like, no, you know, but yeah, I'm sure when I, they, I leave, they're like that bitch, you know, I don't care. That's I'm good sure to but
0: we need – I mean, hello, we have opinions as well, so fuck them. No, exactly. Well, talking just quickly, I don't only want to quickly touch base on just the Real Housewives, but do you think they portrayed you in a way that it is your true you? Or do you think it was, as you previously said, edited? Because I know a lot of people on reality TV, obviously you will know of a show called Love Island. I've got a lot of Love Island friends and they're like... I'm obsessed with Love Island. Yeah, I know a lot of Love Island people and they're like, I'm not like that at all. Do you think they sort of did that to you? Like they called them sort of edited you in a certain way that you're not really like? No,
1: I really don't. I hate when people actually blame things on editing. It makes me very mad because... You have to do and say those things in order for that to be on the TV. That's so true, yeah. yeah. Everything I said and did, yeah, it was highlights of bad behavior. They didn't show the good stuff, but that's still me. So I, I really don't like to blame editing ever. Like it's just, it's it's like an easy way out for these people when they actually look at themselves and go, "God, I'm a dick."
0: So yeah, yeah.
1: It on editing, everyone I know says it, and I'm like no, you're just a dick.
0: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm going to say it to my friends for now. I'm like, you're just a dick. Right. <laughs> well, other than being like on TV and public eye, cause obviously you're well known. Is there any struggles that you go through behind closed doors? Like, obviously you don't have to mention it, but if so, how do you learn to deal with them? Because growing up being an adult, you don't, as we mentioned previously, like we don't get a handbook written to us. And I want people to learn, like, how does someone like Brandy deal with things um, on like on a scale? Because a lot of people think I'm really confident, but hey, I am come across as confident, but I deal with a lot of crap. Like, I'm dealing with anxiety. Yeah. How do you deal with these things behind closed doors? It might not just be the divorce or anything. How have you learned to deal with everything, really? Because I do still think you've done an amazing job. I still say that. I'm honestly I'm just like
1: you I'm, I'm people think I'm so confident and I'm all of this but I have so many insecurities and I mean we all do you know I have body insecurities I have you know the way I look older and like being you know a certain age and not having a partner I have that insecurity am I going to be alone forever you I cry a lot <laughs> I'm not going to lie I'm a crier. Um, me too I, don't worry <laughs> no, I, that's, I mean listen it's it's just fucking life and you have to deal with it it's the only thing you can do is try and change it like if you're having if I'm like if, during COVID I found that everyone is different they're not like I am in fights with three of my friends and then I had to look at myself and be like if you're in fights with three people it's you probably yeah. it as well but I think we COVID has changed all of us mm-hmm. and and it, it, for, for, I think for, I mean, not for the better, obviously, like a couple of my friendships are definitely over. Um, and you know, I'm warning that and that's hard, but I just, I just kind of deal with things head on. Like have a drink, I do some crying and then I focus, focus, change my focus. I always yeah. like, say that because it's so important for me to be busy, like you said, work. So if something bad or negative comes, I'm just don't care because I'm working. So exactly. I'm just trying to stay busy to keep my mind off, you know, my insecurities, which I can't stand when people say, Oh, I'm
0: not insecure at all. Like everyone has, insecurities. Oh my God, everyone's insecure. Whoever's saying yeah. that is probably even the most insecure. Like everyone's <laughs> know, insecure. <laughs> yeah exactly and I also feel that um everything's just temporary you know my dad was like because when I was telling my dad I'm gonna say straight out I do feel a bit lonely at the moment like I live by myself blah, blah, blah but it's just temporary you know what I mean I hate saying that to my daddy lost a wife but like everything is just temporary and I constantly ask him how do you deal with this type of stuff and I also think that it's just temporary like that feeling that you have is also temporary oh, yeah. you know what I mean yeah. And I think my, my therapist always says everything can be fixed.
1: Like there's no, there's no anything that's broken that can't be fixed. Even the friendships, you know? And so I have to stay positive on that. I have to be, like, yeah. I'm, I'm giving people time or we're, we're all taking time and down the road, like it's going to be fixed. We'll fix it. You know? So I do that. Um, yeah, but look, I think being lonely is like when my kids aren't here, fuck it sucks yeah i haven't had sex in like a year out like with over a year and that sucks because i'm fat and i don't know how anymore I'm like oh, I'm good at sex again
0: because i used to be really good so yeah and you're not fat don't say you? you're not fat you're not fat you're gorgeous
1: you no know, for me it's just nothing fits i had to buy stuff on amazon that is like elastic
0: <laughs> elastic skirts will be your best friend trust me I, I hate jeans. Jeans are just not flattering. I, I, I'm wearing yeah. jeans,
1: but not right now. I wore some yesterday, but I got the, they had an elastic waistband, but that, because I ordered some other stuff on Amazon that didn't come. And it's just, I can't, just, my jeans are like, they fuck my mind up because I have like, my fat jeans that are now fitting me tight, <laughs> like my boyfriend jeans. <laughs> These yeah. used to be super baggy and like hanging off of me, and now I can barely zip them. So you know, not doing to other people, they're like looking at me and they're like, "You're not fat." But like for myself, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, everyone's <laughs> insecure, Thanks. right?
1: So I just, um, you know, I stressed out about that. It sucks.
0: It does, yeah. Well, just to just to round things up, what would yeah. you say is the one thing you shouldn't do when it comes to fighting adversity?
1: um I think we just have to never give up we have to keep talking about it keep the conversation going because it's hard to do that you know obviously it's hard because people get sick and tired of everything happening in the world and then they kind of mm -hmm. give up it'll fix itself no but we all have to just not give up and keep going
0: yeah fight back I know that sounds weird but but just no it's true yeah just keep on going and push for it you know and what would you say is the key to fighting adversity
1: probably I think kindness like I really believe in your if you're good in your in your heart you get what you give if you're kind and you put out good vibes for whatever it is that's upsetting you I feel like if you're negative, you're going to get negative back. But if you're positive and you put out love, and I try to do that every day. Because, But I can tell you when I'm a front. Like, I'm like, oh, that was rough. Like, even Jake. <laughs> yeah. Like, wow. Did you say that? I'm like, right? That was crazy. <laughs> yeah. like, wow. I was like, that was super crunchy today. And they're like, you know, yeah, you are. I'm like, but you're not allowed to say that word. So, um, yeah. Yeah. but, you know, you just have to, like, really try to put your best foot forward and be kind with everything you do.
0: Yeah. Well, you did say that you're filming something in the pipeline. Is it anything that the Brandy fans should know about? Are you? Is that? Is it the Real Housewives or no? No, it's not. I think that no, like my Real days are over. I, I feel like they got the best of me. Like,
1: the, oh, those are like fun highlights <laughs> that I'm <I'll> never <laughs> do again. I just don't think I can talk what I've already done. Like, I'm like, wow, that was fucking epic, and now I don't want to go on and disappoint people um, because I'm now calm. But yeah, no, I'm filming. Resist- something new and I can't really talk about it yet but it's it's super exciting and I think that people are going to get to see a different side of me and that's what I'm excited about because I am that fun crazy brandy but I'm also a mom and I love to nurture people and I'm a little crazy of course I'm crazy it's just my kids tell me all the time like you're good crazy but (laughs) you're crazy yeah people are boring I have to do something fun like yesterday we left Malibu and um my girlfriends were very conservative I'm always the naughty one and <laughs> I opened um a Tesla car door and I got in it wasn't mine I'm like, What's up?
0: <laughs> was like oh my god that's so nice like I'm just kidding it's not mine <laughs> and then I got out and she's like you're fucking crazy well, Wait, like, so was it open? The Tesla, that Tesla was opened in the middle of the street. Right. That's all them.
1: No, outside of Nobu,
0: they have a parking lot
1: where this all valet. Oh, uh, so yeah, all yeah. of them are open. So I just pushed it and it, the door went up and I just got in. And they're like, Why not? You're, you're nuts. And I'm like, yeah, I am. But like that was,
0: I'm excited. That was a fun story to tell people. <laughs> well, what does an inside of a Tesla look like? Because obviously I'm never going to ever get one. Let's be honest here. Oh, I'm going to yes. be honest. <laughs>
1: No, that's negative Nelly. You have okay, to, touch wood, time. touch wood. We're getting a Tesla, like we're getting a we Tesla. Want, I mean, I think I am getting a Tesla, to be honest, because my car is a gas hog. It's like I think it's time to do better for the environment. Um, but yeah, no, I
0: don't know what we're talking about. Just yeah, inside of, what does the inside of a Tesla look like? Does it look uh, beautiful? It's just like a
1: big fucking computer screen that I'm like, how do you do that and drive at the same time? Like my yeah. one, all my friends have them, but I feel like I would get in and be very overwhelmed by all of the tech. So yes. I have to like do a, like a class and teach me. I don't, I've had my car for seven years and I don't <laughs> know what half the buttons are. Oh, no. I'm like, I'll push that one today. <laughs>
0: Well, when you get the Tesla, let me know. And then hopefully when I get a Tesla, I'll let you know. And we can have like a Tesla party, if that's a yes, thing. Exactly. Tesla party, yeah. that's <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: we're getting them. I really know, I gotta figure out what color I want, but
0: yeah, we're getting them. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Brandy, for coming on. Um, I'm sure a lot of adults are going to learn a thing or two from you.
1: <laughs> I hope so. Just do, do what I say and not what I do,
0: yeah. that's better exactly oh awesome thank you so much brandy for that this was awesome we're really excited to have you on so this is adulting thanks to brandy for joining me on this episode don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review and i'll see you soon